the closest girls team was probably 25 minute drive and my parents just couldn't do that all the time so the closest boys team was a 10 minute walk so I would just rock over there myself and train with them a couple of nights a week and honestly it was like the best thing ever playing with boys I did not want to leave that side hello everybody and welcome to snacks I'm Sam Mewis and I'm Lynn Williams and this is a show about women's soccer but it's also about something very exciting I got engaged. Okay, we need we need the whole story. So I'm going to give you a very formal interview. Okay, right after I introduce the rest of the podcast, here's what we're doing today. Bats take the top spot. Denise O'Sullivan is our guest. We talked to her about Irish slang, and most importantly, Lynn and Marley got engaged. I know. Can we believe it? Yes. I you texted me. I was not depressed at all. I just went. Oh, good. That was that was your reaction. I well, it's like I'm just not surprised. Like, of course, you guys were gonna get engaged. It's just I'm just so happy that it, it happened now. I know. I'm like not surprised either. I just was surprised on the day. Like, I know. Can you talk us day. through it? Yeah, I can. Um, do you want the long version or the short version? The medium want, version. I'll give. I want the snacks version. Okay. So. Me and Marley have been together, obviously, forever. For our listeners, it's been eight or nine years. And I felt like I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it was going to be that day. Or I actually didn't think it was going to be this time he was here. Because I've always told him I wanted to be back home in Australia. Like, we go to this, like, beach all the time. Um, And I was like, I want it right here. He didn't listen to me. The day before the proposal, he was hanging out with um, one of our good friends who lives here in New Jersey. And he said, we're going to go to the park with the dog. And I was like, that's amazing. I'll be out training. I wish I was there with you guys. Little did I know that they were just scouting out spots to propose to me. The next and he the whole time he's been here, he's been like dropping like little tidbits of stuff of like. Um, I posted that video of on Instagram where we like set up the the camera and then step yeah. back and do like a fit check. When I saw that first one, I was like, I thought that was it. I thought he was going to do it then. I didn't. I, we've done that before. We just have never posted I know. about it. So I'm like, so it like really wasn't that big a deal. So he did that. And then the friends that he um, was scouting the park with, they had just got engaged like uh, maybe like six, seven, eight I don't know, however many months ago. Um, And we got them (laughs) a picnic basket for their engagement. So she was like, we should go to the park to have a picnic. We really want to use this picnic basket. And I'm like, yeah, this sounds beautiful because the next day was our off day. So they were like, we should go to the park. He told me the night before, I want to like, I want to take pictures. We haven't taken a picture together yet since I've been here. So it made me think like, oh yeah, like let's take pictures and like I'll get a little bit dressed up, all this stuff. So it's our off day. And mind you, he doesn't have any service because he's obviously from Australia. So he's like, I'm just going to go on Wi-Fi the whole time. So that day I was like, I really want to pamper us. So I'll get my nails done and you get a pedicure. That worked out in his favor. That just happened to be a coincidence for myself. So we're getting my nails done. And I told him like, we were going to go at 12, but the nail lady called and was like, we have to push it back. He's starting to panic in his head. Cause he has like everything down to like the minute of what's supposed to be happening. So I'm like, it has to be pushed back to 1230. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's totally fine. Totally fine. So then we do but that. Meanwhile, he's like typing away ferociously on his phone in the nail salon. Yeah. Being like, we got to push this back. back. Just like relax, <laughs> blah, 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 all the stuff to the people who are trying to help plan it. And so then after that, we come back to the apartment to, to change. Cause he goes, are you going to wear that? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, we're going to the park. I know. I was like, we're going to the park. They're bringing their dog. He's like, they're not bringing the dog. The dog is going to eat all the the food. 
and in my head because every time we've gone to the park with finn i'm like oh yeah like that sounds pretty logical like the dog will eat the food and that's probably going to be a hassle so they won't bring him so we go into the closet and he's like why don't you wear this dress but it's like so too dressy and i'm like "Mm, no we're going to the park we're gonna be laying around in the dirt yeah so i had already had those white pants on so i just like grabbed this matching set that goes with it and i was like i'll just wear this so me wearing white just was also another coincidence that worked out in his favor so i'm kind of like in around upstairs and he's like we have to go and i'm like oh yeah so sorry like so we get all the way downstairs to the car and i go oh my gosh i forgot the car keys so he goes are you serious and my, like I said, he can, he only has like uh Wi-Fi. So every time we get back into the apartment, he's texting them like, okay, wait, like yeah. you have to wait a second. Like we're, we're going to yeah. be a little bit later. So he's panicking me. I'm like, it's only going to take five more minutes. Like, let's go back upstairs, get the keys, come down. But thank God I did that because he forgot the tripod. That's like the key, most central part to this proposal. So we finally get the keys. We go back downstairs and they, the friends call me that we're supposed to be going to the picnic with. And they're like, we got in a car, a fender bender, but the car behind the car that hit us is not in good shape because the car behind them hit them. So we have to wait for the police to come. I'm like, oh my gosh, are yeah. you guys okay? This is all all a made up story, but I'm like, oh my gosh, are you guys okay? Like, take your time. We're gonna still go, but like, if you guys are gonna be a little bit late, totally fine. So Marley wanted me not to even have on my radar that they might be at the park. So if I some for some reason saw them, it wouldn't register in my brain that it was yeah. them which is exactly what happened. Yeah. And so then they called a little bit later after that and they were like, look, the police like are taking a long time. We're not going to be there. And so I'm like, oh, that sucks. But like you guys can come up in my head. I'm like, you guys can just come over later. So we're driving and now I'm taking the wrong turns. He again is like, are you serious? Because these friends realistically are already at the park with everything set up waiting for you. Exactly. And so we're late and Marley's obviously panicking too because he's just like, I want this to go smoothly. I'm stressed. I want to do it already. I'm panicking. So like, I want to get this over with. And I'm just like prolonging this, unfortunately for him. But I'm like, (laughs) what's the big deal? Like they're not there anywhere. Anyways, we're not in a rush. Like, so I'm like taking like the scenic route to the park, Liberty State Park. So we finally get there and he has already scoped it out. He knows exactly where I need to park. He knows the exact route he has to take me on, blah, blah, blah. And so he starts setting up the camera and he's like, go over there, like get into frame. Let me see if you're in frame. And he's like distracting me. So I'm like looking out at the city. I've never been to the Liberty State Park. I've never seen the Statue of Liberty, all these things. So I'm just oblivious. At one point in my head, I think, oh my gosh, there's all these people sleeping in the park. This is a beautiful park. It's his friend. It's literally his friend just laying in a bush. I just can't see his face. <laughs> Sorry. So you mean like there's people out like tanning? Like yeah, enjoying they're tanning the like under under trees. Yeah, right. Enjoying the sun. It's not like a bunch of people sleeping in the park. It's just no, like no, no, no. It's just like people the weather, enjoying the nice yeah, park. Like, and you see this guy, and it's actually Marley's friend, but you don't recognize him because you weren't expecting them to be. Because I wasn't expecting. I didn't see his face, but his yeah. body's laying down, and I'm like, this is an incredible Lovely. park. Like we should come here more often. So, anyways, we like do a first take of like the the proposal or whatever, like the fit check, which is like yeah. actually a very cute video. I might post it one day. And then we go back and I don't know how he does it, but like I'm staring at the phone, looking at like the first take and he is like fumbling with the ring in his pocket and also like giving the thumbs up to his friend because they're like the photographer. Yeah. So anyway, so then he, we go out, he gets on one knee and asks, and I'm in like complete shock. He had a whole speech he wanted to say. He forgot everything. Um, <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then, um, yeah, so then he like pulls out 
sand from the beach from back home and there's like two shells that one last time I was there I got him and then the very first visit I like picked the shell and gave it to him so he like brought both of them so it was like very sweet but we like laugh at the video because it looks like he's like christening my feet with sand and I'm like what is going on you just start dumping the sand all around your feet and you're kind of like what are you doing like back up in the video I'm like what is happening um but no it was like beautiful then we like actually had a picnic and uh then went to dinner and called all the people I think actually we were supposed to record snacks but we postponed that that day so yeah it was it was very sweet it sounds so thoughtful and so you guys the pictures are beautiful the video is beautiful you guys already have such a beautiful relationship and I'm just so happy for you that thank you you guys are doing this now I know it feel it like I don't know if you and Pat felt this way when you finally decided like okay we're gonna get married but I just feel like we're even more connected like it's like we're we have always been a team, but I feel like we are like, no, this, this is us. This is our little family. We are a team. And I can only imagine like what's going to feel when we're married, but even our families, I think like, like his dad is like my daughter-in-law. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's so cute. I know yeah. you guys families are both so wonderful. And I know you're really close to Marley's family and he's really close to your family. And yeah. I feel like that's also just such a gift. I know. So they, I think I have been way even more excited than us. They're like, finally, <laughs> my so nephew's then, like, I've been waiting forever. And I'm like, I'm sure it was really hard for you. Yeah. Yeah. They, okay. Thanks. <laughs> so then you guys, he went to Seattle with you for your game, yep. which you scored a goal in on your 30th birthday. And then your family was there to celebrate with you guys. How was that? It was awesome. So my family was supposed to be a surprise for my birthday. And I think obviously we were going to be getting engaged. So he was like, it's going to be your birthday. Your family can fly out and surprise you all this stuff. Well, my sister ruined the surprise. So she didn't, I know she just like blurted out that they were coming. So like, she didn't get to know that I was getting engaged. She was like, nah, she ruined it. She doesn't get to know. (laughs) Um, but it was really nice. It was really fun to see everybody. Like there was just so much to celebrate. Obviously like my, I kept forgetting it was my birthday just because like the engagement happened. Yeah. So um, it was lovely to like have them for my birthday, but I think it was just more fun to like see how excited my sister and how excited my mom were for us. Cause like you said, I think that we do have like such a beautiful relationship and they just wanted like the best for us. Yeah. And it was great. And then on top of that, like, like the goal is great, but like the way the team performed and like played, it was like, it was like one of the most fun games I've had in a while. Wow. Well, the, that whole story was so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing it on snacks. Of course. Speaking of your game, you guys won four to one against OL rain. There were goals from you, obviously Jenna, nice longer, Taylor Smith and Bruninha. And then what did you say at halftime? The announcer asked if um, I was surprised uh, that we were winning um, and we were able to pin back OL rain at home. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I think a lot of other people are surprised, but we're not. I think people just in their mind have like last year's Gotham. And I'm like, no, like we work really hard. Also, I think we took it personal that the day before, I think after all the games, they said, OL rain can go to the top of the table if they beat Gotham. And we're like, we're tied on points. Like we can go to the top of the table if we beat them. So it was like, why is everybody so high on OL and not us? Yeah. And now you guys are in first place. Now we're in first place and we obviously have a lot of season to play and stuff. But uh, I said this in a lot of interviews that our coaching staff has made it like we're going to celebrate the moments because I think in sports you don't really get to you just look to the next one so we're just going to celebrate being in first right now and hopefully it stays that way but we're gonna we're gonna take it we're just keep doing what y'all are doing over there y'all keep going girls y'all wait what what happened that time Uh, y'all better scoot 
Was that what it was? Y'all better scoot. Yeah, because we were going to a game. We we were in the elevator playing for the courage, and the guy was some man was like, "What do you guys do? Like, what time's your game?" And, and we were the like game must seven. have been like yeah, the game was like at seven. I think it was like four o'clock. And he's like, "Well, y'all better scoot." Yeah, we're like, well, we're yeah, like, we are we're going. <laughs> We're on our way, sir. Um, okay, wait. Also, this is the third time that you've scored on your birthday? I guess so. That's what they tell me. Well, thanks for tracking that, whoever tracked it. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, Portland beat the Red Stars 4-0. Ugh, I can't read this. <laughs> it literally says, Thorns are joined by Wave and Spirit on 15 points in second, third, and fourth. So it's Portland, San Diego, Spirit. Oh, after Gotham's bats after go bats. Okay. That was, um, speaking of San Diego, they beat Houston three to nothing. Alex Morgan scored 93 seconds into the game. You've scored very early in a game in your lifetime. I don't know, but her goal and we'll get to this, but racing's goal, um, were very similar where they pressured the keeper and Mm -hmm. sometimes pressure makes goals well i mean your jewel wasn't similar but your goal did come from like high pressing the back line i know so lots of um pressing makes goals pressing makes pressure pressure makes diamonds diamonds equal goals the prize beat the spirit two to one (laughs) you skipped racing racing beat kansas city you just said i thought you just brought up racing no i just said that their goals were similar well, report the, the gosh darn score, Lynn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Racing Kansas City 2-0. to zero. And that's that. And we're going to move on now to the Pride. The Pride beat the Spirit 2-1. to one. Another sneaky Orlando victory. Really? Marta scored a PK? Yeah, Marta scored her first goal since 2021. Yeah, and she had an assist. And she had an assist. Go, Marta. I just don't think people should sleep on the Pride. I feel like that's another thing. Like people need to take the teams for what they are this year, not their last year or two years ago. Like what are they doing now? Yeah. And the pride is winning two to one. They're winning two to one. And then Angel City and the Courage tied zero zero. I didn't watch that. So I have nothing to report. Sadly, I don't either. Apologies. We should have spread out our watching for our reporting. I was, my head was like two in the clouds. I like had a birthday. Yeah, Lynn just got engaged. Day. I was too distracted by that. So... <laughs> basically like you got engaged yeah pretty much we're also very excited because today we are adding a new segment to our show it's called the snacks hall of fame and this segment is brought to you by nike all right so here's the deal each week we are going to give somebody the highest honor yet and induct them into the snacks hall of fame we'll talk about what they did to make themselves a household name and why they deserve to be revered in the only hall of fame that matters ours And then we'll induct them the only way we know how by deciding what snack best embodies them. So for this week, we have Crystal Dunn. Congratulations. We do not have you right now, but we are inducting you sight unseen into the Snacks Hall of Fame. Sight unseen. Crystal, you are back from pregnancy. Your sweet baby boy, Marcel, just turned one this week. um, And you did not let that slow you down at all. No, you did not. No, she did not. In eight matches this season, Crystal has five goals and an assist. She has led the Thorns with poise, grace, and most importantly, a goal-scoring, butt-kicking mentality that is never in question. She's a World Cup winner, Olympian, five-time she's believed champion, NWSL Golden Boot, NWSL MVP, and the list kind of goes on forever. And did you see that goal this week? I know. She just keeps 
shooting them right on back into the net. As Crystal's teammate and friends, teammates and friends, it's an honor to know Crystal. She is officially the first, what's that called? In the honorary first inductee into the Snacks Hall of Fame brought to you by Nike. Inaugural. <laughs> that's what I was looking for. The inaugural inductee. Congrats, Crystal. And so the snack that best represents you, I'm going to say, I think I know that she doesn't like chocolate, so it can't be a chocolate snack. It has to be something that has, is like very multifaceted. Mm. So, Chips. Ooh. Dips. A potato. Crystal, you are a potato because you can be... French fries. Chips. French fries. Chips. Mashies. Mm-hmm. You can be gnocchi if you make it right. Lynn, what a, at first I was like, Jesus, Lynn, Crystal is not a potato. But that was actually perfect. She is a potato. She can be anything that we want her to be. And also everybody's favorite food. Crystal, congratulations. You're officially a potato <laughs> in the best way possible. We love you so much. You are the first member of the Snacks Hall of Fame brought to you by Nike. And now we have Denise O'Sullivan coming up next. So don't go anywhere. All right, she's a two-time NWSL champion, a three-time NWSL Shield winner, Ireland international with more than 100 caps, two-time team MVP in North Carolina, voted by her teammates at the time, me and Sam, basically. Yes. One of the Guardian's best 100 female footballers in the world, it's Denise O'Sullivan. Hi, Sully. <laughs> Welcome to Snacks. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I always listen to this podcast and it brilliant and hilarious and i love it thank you so much you know who else always listens carrie ricaro i needed to show i'm sure she does she, she texted she does. me about it the other day and she was like i just love it you girls are so funny i know and she told me in chicago too yeah there's not like, many oh podcasts that are like hilarious and you two are just really funny so it's very entertaining <laughs> we're silly geese on here <laughs> silly does geese. it make you feel like you're still with us yeah i miss you guys so much honestly Oh, we miss you too, Sully. I miss playing with you. Same, same, same. same. Good times. We really, they were. We, time. Yeah, I was going to say, everybody there. just took a deep breath. <laughs> uh, okay, Sully, let's start with your childhood. Is this true? You grew up in a town called Noknahini? Wow, I'm impressed. You were able to pronounce that, like, perfectly. That's true, yeah. Noknahini. 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 Beautiful. We read in an article that you played on a boys team until they disallowed you. That's right. Yeah. I started playing with a boys team when I was like six years old, maybe. Um, and then once you got to 12 years old, you had to leave. That was the rule back then. And I had to go to a girls team. It, but like it wasn't with your school. It was like a travel team. Yeah, it was like a boys club team. Uh, pretty much we didn't have many resources back then in, in Cork where I lived. The closest girls team was probably 25 minute drive and my parents just couldn't do that all the time. So the closest boys team was a 10 minute walk less. So I would just rock over there myself and train with them a couple of nights a week. And honestly, it was like the best thing ever playing with boys. I did not want to leave that side. Yeah. Do you think growing up playing with boys like has impacted your game now? I think so, for sure. I mean, I played street soccer every day. I'm the youngest of 10 and I have five brothers. So I played street football with them every single day and, and their friends and then joining the boys team as well. It's just a quicker pace. You don't have much time on the ball, so and the physicality of it as well. I think that definitely helped me. Yeah, you really know how to throw your weight around, that's for sure. 
Yeah, she's so tiny. Like, we'll just deck somebody, and I feel like sometimes she gets away with it because she looks small. And I the ref's do. Like she couldn't have done that, but she's so strong. Yeah, I think they're starting. I know to if I did that, now, somebody would. So I get fouls against me a lot. They're like, yeah, she's. The ref's like, we have an eye on her. Yeah. <laughs> we know what you're doing. Um, so your brothers played. Like your family was a family of soccer players. Yeah, correct? and my five brothers, four of them played. One of them played for the junior national team. So I think he has maybe three caps so I would always like there was a couple of times I'd travel up to Dublin to watch him play for the national team and I would go to their games in Cork so yeah they were like I looked up to them at the time and and I think that's where I got my like inspiration to to play soccer. Did you like know that playing for the national team was something that you could do like were you aware that professional soccer in America or in Europe was something that was like you were going to do someday? I think from a very young age, it was always in the back of my head. I don't think, like from a young age growing up, I didn't have many role models. I think back then we didn't have many people to look up to. So it was tough. And like nowadays, there's there's a lot of football on TV, a lot more accessible. Back then, I wasn't able to see that um, kind of thing. But I think from a young age, I knew I wanted to be a professional footballer. Yeah, I didn't like school. I didn't like anything else. I just loved soccer. Like. <laughs> I was obsessed with it. So I think from a young age, I definitely knew I wanted to play for my country and go professional. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously Ireland has a different system um, than we have. So you signed your first pro contract when you were 19 years old. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. 18, 19, I went to Scotland and to Glasgow City. That was my first um, semi-professional team, we would say. Uh, Then my first professional contract was used to. Yeah. Okay, so how did you get like picked up by Houston? Um, actually, we went to play USA in 2015 with the national mm-hmm. team, and after that game, I I actually remember it so clearly. Like being on the bus with one of my teammates, Savannah McCarthy, and I was like, "Wow, I would love to play in America." Like it it was a dream of mine, and and then a couple of weeks after the game, Houston Dash just contacted my representative. They started speaking and. That's how just that's how things started. Yeah, it was wild. It it came about like really quick after that game. That's really cool. I actually remember that game, Sully. I was there too. Um, and I remember the crowd was like so awesome. Yes. So I'm sure. I mean, for me too. Like I specifically remember playing in that game and being like, "This is like so amazing that there's all these people here to watch this game." Yeah, it was just an unbelievable atmosphere. The stadium, everything about it was just so cool. And I just I really remember just saying like, someday I would love to play in America and yeah it just it just came about so quick then after that yeah so by that point you were 21 you've left home yes and and you're in America was it what you expected I remember just being so scared honestly it came at a time as well where two weeks before signing that contract my dad was really sick with cancer so and then he passed away like a week before I was supposed to go to the dash so I had to put that off so I think going there was like just such an intimidating time for me. Obviously, it was a big dream of mine to play in America. But at the same time, I had my mom who I was leaving behind just after my dad passed away. So I was like up and down, like, should I go? Should I not go? And in the end, it was what my dad wanted. He wanted me to go. We've been, we were speaking about it when he was actually ill about signing the contract. So I went and I think it, I was in shock, honestly, when I first went to Houston, just the, the intensity of their league was... It was just another level. It, it hit me hard. And I was tiny then. I had no muscle whatsoever. I couldn't even do a squat. So going 
So go in there. It was a shock to the system for sure. Well, Sully, we're so sorry about your dad. That sounds like that was a, a really difficult time, but the NWSL is so lucky to have you in the league. What do you think about all of the teenagers playing in the NWSL now, all the young girls getting signed? Do you think for like the future of the NWSL that that's a good thing? Because maybe in Europe, that's like a lot more common. Do you like see a huge difference in the league now that that's like a possibility for young girls? Like, just what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's absolutely amazing. I think to have that opportunity at such a young age is, is phenomenal. And it, it definitely does happen more in Europe. And I think mm-hmm. for me personally, if I if I got that opportunity at 15 years old, I would have snatched it up. So I think for the league, it's it's great for the future of the league to have these young players in. And you see them week in, week out there. I mean, Alyssa Thompson, for example, she's absolutely killing it. So there's, yeah. there's yeah, I don't think there's any limits to it. It's just, if you're a good player, then I think you should take the opportunity. And yeah, I think it's massive for the league. I know me and Sam have been talking about that a lot, that if it was available for us, would we have done it? And obviously there's, there's so many things to be said of like going to college and, and you get that experience, right? just imagine if you could learn at 15, what you learned when you were 21, 22 and how far you could have gone or the growth. Like I used to say that all the time. I'm like, Oh, I feel like sometimes I have to go back and relearn things. And then Mm -hmm. now I'm here and now they're doing it at 15, 16 years old. I'm like, go on little girls. I know. It's it's actually (laughs) incredible to see. Like it's amazing. Does North Carolina have... Um, any really young players right now? Not, I mean, 21-year-olds, the rookies that come in, but mm. we don't have any younger than that. Um, our youngest okay. is probably around 2021. 20, yeah. Okay. That even seems young these days, too. Yeah, it's so young. I know. I feel like I'm just, maybe I'm just aging. Oh, I think we're just too, aging. I'm definitely aging. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sully, if you... So let's talk about the courage this year. If you had to define North Carolina's team this year in one word, what would it be? resilient i think for sure and we always we always say on here we've said this every week about the courage don't never count out the courage is that what we say lynn i know i'm seeing that a lot no (laughs) never bet against the courage am i saying that right yeah don't i think don't count out the courage yeah you're saying it right (laughs) don't count out the courage we also always say don't sleep on denise o'sullivan oh well we do get that tattooed on me you know like seriously (laughs) I just feel, Denise, like I feel, uh, obviously we're not there um, in North Carolina now, but it you are still like the driving force of the midfield. And I feel like even back in 2018, 2019, when those teams were incredible, it was like a, a little mini dynasty, mm-hmm. you were the engine of the midfield. And for years, I feel like your game has been overlooked just because it's it's not like you're doing flashy things, but you're just so technically sound. You're always in the right position. You're always making tackles. You're on the left side of the field. You're on the right side of the field. You're up. You're down. I'm like, how <laughs> is she everywhere but never getting tired, throwing your body weight around? I'm like, how much do you weigh? 102 pounds? Literally. Like, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I, I, I don't like speaking about myself, but I mean, too bad. I think, yeah, I'm just a hardworking player. That's how I would define. That's pretty much as simple. And I'm just hardworking, and I love the game, and I love the courage, and then I'll always give 100 percent on on the pitch. So, yeah, thank you for your lovely compliments. I, Sully, I remember playing with you, and we'd be we'd be like both play the six in the box midfield for those. Oh years my goodness, that Sam, that was phenomenal. And Sully, I would like sometimes when we'd be like up a goal, and you remember how we would just like 
pass it around at ease. And I would always just go, they don't even really like need me here. Like Sully <laughs> could do this without me. Like we could literally play without me with 10 people and Sully would do both jobs. Like she, you're just, you made playing the easiest, I think of anybody I've ever played with because you were just everywhere. You worked so hard. You did, you always did all the right things. It was like such a joy to play with you. Well, that's how I feel about you two also. So yeah, I mean, those years were just, well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) They, they were, I feel like People, t- we've had a couple of people on the uh, podcast who have had to like retire recently or they're going to retire mm-hmm. soon. And they um, talk about like mourning the loss of soccer. Sometimes I feel like I like mourn the loss of 2018 and 2019 because I'm just like, oh, it was so fun playing with everybody. It was like every single game you would go into being like, we're going to win. Yeah, we, so fun. we were like- <laughs> so like confident. It was like. No one was going to beat us then. Like, it was yeah, like confidently arrogant, but we were <laughs> we working hard. But we were sure. But yeah, every game too. Every game it, we would go in, and even if we were like, ah, we had a bad half, I'd be like, that's all right, we're gonna win. Yeah, I know. It was it was a crazy few years. Yeah, it was like a, an incredible time. I feel like we're all so fortunate to have been a part of that. So the big one of the biggest stories around the courage coming into this season, Sully, was that Dabinia was leaving. She signed with Kansas City. So do you feel like you guys maybe in the media or like or the talk around the league was that you guys were being a little bit like underrated? Did you read into that at all? Or, For sure. I mean, look, you guys are, I feel like you're doing great. So how did you guys handle that? I mean, when you lose a player like Dabinia, I was I was devastated like that she left because she's always been so phenomenal to play with. And yeah, I've seen it all over social media in the off season. Courage this, courage that. They're gonna be crap. But for me personally, I just let that go in one ear and out the other. And like, we'll show what we can do on the field. And I think that was just the whole mentality of the team is that going into this year there is a lot of changes. It's like it's a rebuild. The, the courage is a rebuild right now. But um, just the mentality for us was just to. To stick together, we have a, a young, a very young team now, and there's a very few veterans in the team. So I think we just then look less block out the noise and let's just go on the field and show what we uh, show what we can do. And um, our mentality and our um, culture hasn't changed at all with the courage. We still have the same identity. I I feel like now, and um, obviously we miss all you all you girls. I wish you were still here, but yeah, I think that's just the mentality now. Still, is just block out the noise, work hard, and and see where the season takes us. But we still train phenomenally hard. I mean, you can imagine having young, Mike Young still here. Like our training sessions are not easy <laughs> at all. So, um, but yeah, it's it's going really well, and I think it's up and down, and and that's what I kind of expected coming into this year. But it is a journey, and it's it's a learning curve, and I think the team in a few years will be really good. I feel like the last two years, obviously, the courage has looked very different Mm -hmm. than in the past. I feel like we get to talk to a lot of people who have left um, saying like they needed newness, they needed whatever for whatever reason, but you decided to stay and now you were rightfully named captain. How do you feel like you have stepped into that role? I feel like before, at least when I played with you, you presented yourself like a captain on the field, but you weren't named captain. So mm-hmm. does that, do you feel like more pressure that way, especially since you're like more of a veteran now? Yeah, I definitely feel like I have a lot more responsibility and I do feel a bit of pressure as, as being the captain, but I think I'm just still learning on the job. I think not, <laughs> not in an arrogant way. I think I always have been a leader. I think that was just me. I think growing up in a family of 10 and, and having to do a lot of stuff on my own growing up with, I just think that's my mentality and I do see myself as a leader, but 
not much has changed. I think more responsibility, more communication. That That's pretty much about it. I think we have a lot of leaders on the team right now as well. Mayor Speck is another example of um, great leadership. So for me, it's just learning every day and just having the positive attitude, I think, always. I think we're going to have ups and downs throughout the season. I think that's the most important thing for me is just to keep that positive mindset in the team and just create a good culture. Well, it's been a pleasure to watch you um, like improve. I Like I said, I miss playing with you so much. I know Sam does too, but it's been awesome to see like how much you've grown in the last five, six, however, seven, many years. But let's we want to shift our focus to the World Cup because this is Ireland's first Women's World Cup. I know. When you say it's that, incredible. I'm still like, are we actually going <laughs> can to you the like, World Cup? Like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Can you talk us through like your journey to qualify a little bit? Yeah. Um, we didn't have an easy group. Obviously, we had Sweden in there. We had Finland, Slovakia. So it was a pretty, pretty tough group. And obviously going through the heartbreak of not making the Euros last time out, we were, we missed out by an inch to that. So that was absolutely devastating. But um, yeah, we came up, we made it to the playoffs and we came second in the group. And then the playoff was against Scotland. So very competitive uh, game, a team we always uh, played in the past. And yeah, it just came down to that one night. Oh, girls, I'm telling you, it was like <laughs> surreal. I, I can't even explain it. Just that feeling of winning that game in front of a lot of Irish fans who traveled over and supported us. And just that qualifying for the first major tournament was, it was unbelievable. Like The pictures and the videos are unreal. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't handle my emotions. Like I was all over the place. How have you seen your Ireland team grow over the past few years? And like, wh- what do you think has enabled you guys to qualify now? Like what's changed? Has anything changed within your federation or anything? Yeah, the federation. I mean, in 20, where was it? 2020, we got equal pay. Um, or it was years before that. Actually, it was 2017, maybe we got equal pay. So I think that was a turning point for us as um, as a team. I think they just showed a lot of spirit in us. They put a a lot into um, the team itself. The resources mm-hmm. in Ireland grew a lot. So I think that was the main turning point was getting that deal done. And um, we just had that belief that we could do something special then when, when we seen that the Federation was believing in us. Um, but I think as a team, we, we just matured. I think we've gone through stages in our career where we, we've had the heartbreak. For example, against Ukraine where we lost one and all we had to do was tie. Um, and I think that was a turning point for us where we, I think we matured from then on. We felt that heartbreak and going into this uh, last qualifying phase, I just, it was just a different feeling. I think that last game to get us through to the World Cup, there was a calmness in the locker room that I haven't felt before that Ukraine. We were all nervous. I think we were younger. We were a bit more immature. And uh, yeah, I think that the team just grew in that way, got mature and and just believed that we could, we could really do it. And I think as well, a lot of the players went overseas, went and played in England, um, went and played in top professional teams. So I think that helped the team a lot. Okay, so Ireland is going to open the World Cup against Australia in Stadium Australia. It will be the second game of the whole tournament. How do you feel about it? Have you thought much about it? I think about it every day. I'm like, <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, it's it's wild. I'm just really excited, honestly. And um, obviously the, the first game has been moved to an 82,500 seater stadium now because the demand was so with so much in the game everyone wanted tickets so first of all that's phenomenal but I think going to a World Cup is it's great for a country it's going to give a lot of people joy so um, 
I'm just really excited to go there and compete at the first World Cup and see how it goes. You're like a top player in the league. You have been for years. You're captain. You're a top player for Ireland. You have over 100 caps. Like, how do you push yourself? And like, I guess when new things pop up like this, like you've never been to the World Cup before, so this is a whole new opportunity. But how do you stay like ready to keep growing and getting better when you're at the top of your, you're already at the top of the game? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's top. And I think it's mentally tough as well. I think preparing for the World Cup and also being in this league, it's it's a lot on your body and all the traveling. But I think for me, I just, I don't know. I just, I love the game so much. I just dedicate my my whole life to, to football and trying to get better. So for me, it's just about staying focused. And when I'm when I'm with the courage, I'll I'll give a hundred percent. And and then when I'm with the national team, I give a hundred percent. So um, I just continue to do what I do every day. I think I'm very professional in my lifestyle anyway, and I, I keep my body as um, as best as possible to to prepare and perform as best as I can. So for me, it's just to keep going and yeah, just work hard and, and look forward to it. You are so professional. It, it's like, I feel like um, watching you, because before you'd be like, I got to go like lift weights and work out. I'm like, how was she doing that? But it's because you got to throw your weight around. I know I've said that three times, but it's like, if people should watch you, I'm like, how? How is she doing this? Anyway, you play with a bunch of your national team opponents week in, week out um, in the NWSL. How is that? Are you reporting back to the squad? Are you like hey. girls? I played against this girl. I got notes. Not. I mean, I should, <laughs> but I actually, I don't. Well, obviously, I've been playing in the league now for so many years, so I know a lot of players. I know their strengths. I know their weaknesses. I watch. I watch film all the time after game. So, I do. I do prepare in that way. But um, yeah, I think from the girls, as well on the national team, they watch my games all the time. I think they study it and um. The team is very dedicated to that. So I think the teams that we're going to play in the World Cup, we'll be we'll be studying them, I think, nonstop. And, and yeah, we'll we'll be ready for it. Is your family going to go to the World Cup? They're not, unfortunately. I mean, it's it's a lot of travel, first of all. It's really expensive. I know. Um, but even in Australia, like, the flights are from Perth to Sydney. It's That's like crazy. five hours. So it's just a lot to organize. But they are organizing watch parties and, they're pumped for it. They're going to be partying back there, honestly, like <laughs> the whole time. But my boyfriend, James, is coming. So that's nice that I'll have someone there. Oh, that's amazing. When you guys qualified, did you think about your family? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I did. I mean, like, I'm very close to my family. They have done everything for me growing up. And my parents growing up, they didn't have, they didn't have much, honestly. And for them to raise 10 of us, I honestly do not know how my mom done it. Uh, she was a stay-at-home mom. My dad was out working to try and provide. So they done a lot for me with, with barely nothing themselves. So I do and um, think about them every time I have success. That's the first thing I think about is my family. That's so nice. I, I love that. I remember at the World Cup in 2019, obviously like one of my biggest memories is winning and the, the end, like when the whistle blew at the end. But my like probably second best memory from the tournament was the first game because my parents were in the stands and the national anthem was playing. And I remember like literally just standing there grinning ear to ear, like because my parents were there and I was starting and like I had made it and it was just this culmination of like my whole life. And the fact that my parents were there, I just remember being like, 
the best feeling ever. Oh my ever. gosh, we did it. Yeah, yeah it sure. was like really, really cool. So sharing it, sharing that with my family and then my husband, Pat, came for the the final two and I have this video just like bawling, <laughs> hugging Pat and my parents and it's like, that I'm so crying cute. like inappropriately hard, but it's like, I just feel like sharing it <laughs> with your I family. I think I might have is... seen that video, honestly, Sam. Oh, yeah. It was so special. So I'm really, really excited for both of you to have opportunities this summer to experience sharing that with your family. It's so cool because you get into soccer because you just love it. You're a kid and you're like, I love this game. I love running around with my friends, blah, blah, blah. And of course, in the back of your head, you're like, oh, I want to go pro. Like, I want to play for the mm-hmm. national team. But I don't think you actually grasp the idea of like, oh, it could happen, like what your life could look like. And then when you get there. Right. And it's different than club, like club, obviously it's so cool and it's amazing and you're a professional, but to be able to play for your country and see fans. Yeah. It's a different feeling. Supporting you and, and just like the pride you have. And then Sam, like you said, to be able to look up and be like, holy shit, like my whole family's here supporting me. They knew I had this dream since I was little. Yeah. Um, Winning a world cup. Like, yeah. Winning a world cup really helps. And like they (laughs) they made it happen like yeah yeah just thinking about like all the sacrifices my parents made so you mentioned this earlier like driving me to virginia on the weekend yeah like people's parents like can't do that don't have time or don't make time or like whatever it is like my parents gave everything they had to make sure i had that Mm -hmm. opportunity and so to have them there and share that with them was like right up there with winning sharing just the first game with my parents was right. as good as winning. It was like so special. Yeah. That's really special. It's just like all the sacrifice. Like they, like mother's day. I think about that. I'm like, I couldn't spend mother's day with my mom because I'm here playing soccer or like the amount of Thanksgivings we've missed, missed or yeah. she had to drive me to a tournament because, and the whole family's over there. It's just, it's crazy what our parents do. It is. Um, it really is. Okay. Well, Oh, go ahead, Sam. You do I it. was just going to say on that note, I think we'll take a break and we'll, when we come back, we're going to play a fun game about Irish saying Denise O'Sullivan will be right back (laughs) okay welcome back to snacks we're gonna play a game with Denise with Sully and we want to embrace some Irish culture so this is how it's played we got some slang terms hopefully we say them right we're gonna give you the term you need to use the the word or the term in a sentence and then we're gonna guess what the words mean okay Let's practice first one. Jay snacks, look them up. So hopefully these are right, and hopefully, hopefully you know. Hopefully I know them. Oh my goodness, this is a lot of pressure now. Are you even really from Ireland? We're about to find out. That's a fake accent. <laughs> That's the name of the game. Are you even really from Ireland? Okay, the first one, Sully, up to ninety. Okay, up to ninety. So I have been up to ninety today with work. Up to here, like a lot, like stacked. Super up. busy. Yes, exactly. Good job, girls. Are we from Ireland? <laughs> yes. My ancestors. <laughs> um, okay. Slanging. Slagging. Slagging. I was Jesus. like, man, slagging. I do not know that word. Slagging? Slagging. I was slagging my friend yesterday about the shoes that he was wearing. Making fun of. Yes. <laughs> about the shoes. I love languages. Slagging. Okay. Three, leg it. Leg it from the cops. Run. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else there. <laughs> Sully, okay, you yeah. bad girl. <laughs> naughty, naughty Sully. Well, you've been very good so far. I'm impressed. 
Well, you're giving great context clues. Oh, am I? Okay, Lynn, go ahead. Um, I feel like this. you say minus crack. Yeah, what's the minus? We're not sure. Know. Crack, so like, what's the crack? We're having, that means we're what's having, up? We're having some crack. We're having some crack. What? <laughs> what's we're, the crack we're, we're, ha- we're having the crack today. We're like hanging out. What's Talk up? And shop. We're having we're having the crack. We're having fun. Like we're having the oh. crack today. Yeah, I sorry, I got confused by different cracks. So like what's the crack means what's up? C A R C K. And then we're having the crack is C R A I C. So like we're having oh. we're having a good time. Okay, number five is acting the maggot. I was I was acting the maggot in school yesterday. Just a riot, like an like absolute... being class clown. Exactly. Good job. <laughs> okay, we have one more, Sully. It's banjaxed. Um, did I say that so American? That was that was great. Banjaxed. <laughs> I said banjaxed. How really would I put that in... loud and enunciating? How would I put that in a sentence? My my car my car was banjaxed today. Stolen. <laughs> it was broken into. Broken down. No, yes. Broken down. <laughs> Third time lucky. My car was broken down. Band Third gas, time like... lucky. That was cute. That was cute. Third time lucky. Well, I think you passed the test. Good. I think we can con- can confirm that she's Irish. She's Irish and we well, I, are smart. I'm always told my accent's gone. Like, it's so annoying. I'm like... Oh, uh, it's not uh, gone. Is it gone? Tell me the truth. You can no, it's... It's not gone. It's not, but I'm sure it's less when you go home. Yeah, and then once I'm home for like a week, it's it couldn't be anymore. So thick, I bet sold thick. Yeah. That's how Sam is when she goes home to Boston. Too. Really? Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or when I speak to my family on FaceTime, it just comes out. Then it's so weird. Yeah. Or if I, if I have one Bud Light, all of a sudden I'm <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Well, that's the better. Okay, Sully. Well, that's all we had for you. Thank you so much for Thank coming on Thank you Sex. so much. Thanks, girls. We do need you so fun. to do a chomp. <laughs> Great. <laughs> a serious one. Why did your face do that? Thanks again to Denise O'Sullivan. What a fun chat that was. Next week on the podcast is Lindsay Horan. Wee, <laughs> <laughs> another induction into the hall of fame and the epic return of snacks are past so don't forget to rate and review this podcast like this one from sally six rtv these two make you want to just fire off a text to ask them to be your friends well the answer is yes sally why Sam are you and this remind in an accent? Me, am i <laughs> well i'm gonna keep it going this is my news reporter sam and lynn remind me of my days playing collegiate sports and all the highs lows in politics and camaraderie and injuries Thanks for reminding us, Sally, that went along with it. Snacks is a great mix of real-life soccer, hilariousness, and everything in between, mental health relationships, and definitely good talks about sometimes foods. Their conversations with other athletes remind us that while they are pro soccer players, they're not all that different than the rest of us, and it's so refreshing to hear. Okay, but really, Lynn and Sam, do you guys want to be friends? Sally, I think it's safe to say that we want to be your friend just as much. So the answer is I yes. agree. I agree. I think we already okay. are friends. That's what I, I thought. I think like doing snacks is being like, I need friends. So like, I'm just going to be myself on a podcast and whoever listens is my friend. I couldn't agree more. If you listen, you're my friend. Yeah. So friends. 
Do you want to give out your phone number? No. <laughs> Distant friends. Friends in the audio industry. Medium. <laughs> the audio medium. Okay, Lynn, Okay, one, one last, last thing. thing. One last thing. Um, 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 um. I have I have one last thing if you need me to. Yeah, because I feel like I've talked about me a lot. So go. I got a neck spasm from swimming, and now I have to turn with my whole body. I'm having like physical emergency after physical emergency. Neck pimples, neck spasms. What's my neck going to do next? <laughs> I, don't know. I feel like I swimming have has spasm. been so dangerous for you. What like, else did I hurt swimming? Didn't you have like an arm cramp or something? Oh, like, you no, were getting I chafing. Chafing. <laughs> All right, well, stay tuned for Sam's neck updates. And don't forget to subscribe to Snacks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snacks is produced by Jay Wolf, Lauren Day, Patrick Cardino, and John Murray. For more great women's sports content, go to justwomensports.com and be be sure to follow Just Women's Sports on all your favorite channels. I'm Sam Ewis. And I'm Lynn Williams, and you've been listening to Snacks. (laughs) 